today, Joe Biden addresses the UN on climate change. A new whistleblower video shows an HHS doctor and what she really thinks about the vaccines. And Joy Reid is still a horrible person. We have got a lot coming up today and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez today, uh, joined by, I don't even, I feel like I need to come up with like a duo name for you guys, like a band name or something, (laughs) because you are fan favorites, of course, the Blaze TV contributors themselves, Yaku Buyans, host of the Yaku Buyans show, and Eric July host of For Canon's Sake. So it's nice to have both of you back together again. Of course, of course. The band is back together again. <laughs> always good to be with Eric. Yes. We need and to, you. Well, it's nice to, it's always nice to have you. And, uh, but we do need to come up with some like cute, clever little name. Hey, you're, you're in an actual band. You need to come up with I I don't know I'll how that, that calculates, but I'm just saying it does. I'll take that response. She delegated. <laughs> yeah. she delegated. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get into the headlines. So Joe Biden, in his first address to the United Nations General Assembly since taking office, told uh, his international peers that they stand at a, quote, an inflection point in history and called it a decisive decade for the world in which the United States intends to lead on all of the greatest challenges of our time. Uh, He specifically highlighted climate change a lot in his speech. I was actually just impressed that he was able to, like, make the trip and stand up on his own two feet and give the speech. Uh, But let's play a little bit of Joe Biden addressing the United Nations on climate change. Once again, guys, our time is running out. Hug your loved ones while you still can, because we are being told we are at the point of no return. Watch. This year has also brought widespread death and devastation from the borderless climate crisis. The extreme weather events that we have seen in every part of the world, and you all know it and feel it, represent what the Secretary General has rightly called code red for humanity. And the scientists and experts are telling us that we're fast approaching a point of no return in a literal sense. To keep within our reach the vital goal of limiting global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius, every nation needs to bring their highest possible ambitions to the table when we meet in Glasgow for COP26. So I'm confused because I thought that they had already determined that we had already reached the point of no return and we only had, I think now it's 10 years left. So if we already only have 10 years left, what the hell are we doing with all of these regulations? Why not just let it rip? Yeah, exactly. We were at the point of no return. At <laughs> in 20, like the and, 60s. In, in, in I year mean, 2000. <laughs> okay, in year 2000, there was a decade left, right? Well, first the, there was the global cooling. They sent, they sent Papa <laughs> Joe to speak to the United Nations. And what is the most neutral subject where you can get crazy support is let's talk climate change for a second. So you're worried about the environment while you're killing our people. Why are people being slaughtered? Why are you leaving American people behind? I vote for being for the people. I vote for, hey, how about we focus on people? How do we focus on, he's talking about this is a crisis inflection point. You mean the crisis inflection point that you're creating? Could I I just, though, to play devil's advocate here? Please do. I mean, part of their whole climate change argument is depopulation. 
What better? No, no, what, let me, what, let me what, better what better they way want, to yeah, kill off your own people? Let me tell you people. my argument why it's bogus. They want to depopulate the planet. Mm -hmm. They want to depopulate the I planet. I know. Okay. Let's let's look at that. They're doing a pretty good job. Yeah, it's such a counter position that they take every day. I am. This is this is deflection at the finest. I got real issues in my country. I'm going to come stand in front of all these other countries who I really ticked off. I put you in the frying pan with Afghanistan, with Al-Qaeda, with the Taliban, and I'm not going to address that. We're all going to kumbaya about the ice caps melting, you know. We're all going to kumbaya about, you know, the rainforest and all this kind of stuff. And I go, um, Americans are dying. The whole world, you're, you're, do you know that story about the naked king? That doesn't know he's standing in front of his people and he doesn't know he's naked because he's delusional mm. this is the naked king <laughs> this is the guy where the whole world looks at him and go dude you're naked you're exposed your people are dying you empowered the al-qaeda and you want to talk to us about ice caps and you know green new deal and all this nonsense you're the naked king joe yeah, but i just don't i just want that to stay a metaphor and not in the literal well, that sense would be please gross. please joe <laughs> uh, eric what are your thoughts the climate change is uh, I, I knew it was going to be back on the table definitely after the end of well we're not at the end of covid but certainly if they decide eric, to ever no turn it off that's to true COVID, if they ever decide though to turn it off they're going to certainly more so go focus on, mm -hmm. on climate uh, yet again, it's something really for my entire life has been a, a scare that we have been making fun of. The Al Gores of the world and all of them have been saying this for, again, as long as I have been been alive and uh, I've made it 30 years uh, and, and here I am. So the world hasn't it's ended quite. I know it is. The world hasn't <laughs> ended quite yet. And, you know, I guess the conversation shifts. You talk about global cooling and global warming and now it's climate change. Mm -hmm. And then any time but, you address it, it ends up changing depending on who you're, right, who you're and, talking and, about. And any weather event, as he yeah. referenced, any weather event is due to climate change now. So right? much we never had hurricanes. Yeah. yeah. Never had any weather if, if event. If you get a, if you get a year, it rains. if you get a year, it's like, oh, it's the, it's the craziest that it's happened since, I don't know, 40 years or 60 years. It's like, well, that means that it happened before. Did it, did it not? Or something like that. Look, I don't care how people feel about this subject matter. I just think it's hilarious that considering all this is how I look at this. You have Joe Biden. You have even these other leaders of these other countries. We all know the elephant in the room that all these countries have issues going on within their own borders. Yeah. Right. That are astronomically, you know, different maybe from what climate, what the climate is. I know. Let them tell it. Some of the uh, the issues that do rise, whether it be with poverty, like what's going on in Mexico, Kamala Harris thinks is happening due to, uh, or rather, such a, uh, like South America and pockets of, is because of climate change, mm -hmm. um, and that's why all those people are mm -hmm. dying and all mm -hmm. of that. It makes no sense, but it doesn't have to. It's a bunch of leaders speaking amongst themselves to try to find a new issue in which they can try to pontificate and both line their pockets up with some sort of money. They got away with it with COVID. They've gotten away with it with climate change and uh, uh, spending billions upon billions of dollars uh, in this effort over the course of the last decades only to not rather be successful because yeah, climate changes and I guess that is the discussion. Is it man-made or is it not uh, or, or, or not man-made or like let's say if, if it's man-caused rather right. uh, than it just naturally occurring because yeah, climate changes uh, you know yeah. it's kind of cooler outside than what it was yesterday eric, so eric you bring up a great point about all of the money that we've spent right yeah. because you spend all of this money and for what because you can't make china you can't make india uh stop with all of their emissions stop all of their pollution uh the united states is not like 
one of those two top and the top it's the top by, by far, far. Mm-hmm. right it's not even close we are, so yeah. we're investing all this money and saying we need we guys we need to do our part and it's like for what it's not us and yet we get that guilt look for the flat earthers out there maybe you <laughs> agree to this but we're a ball and we're turning right and it's one atmosphere so you're saying joe that china the highest polluter in the world your friend I don't hear you addressing them head on and say, China, we're going to start putting tariffs on you. No, in fact, no, no, he's no, no, saying, no. let's, well, no. we'll work with whoever let's wants to work with us. Let's release the purse strings on China, the number one polluter. So what is it? Mm. Are you serious about climate change? You know, because China is your buddy, the number one polluter. They don't give a rip, by the way, on, on anything climate. They're just pumping, you know, whatever they want to in the air. So you can't, this is why I'm saying this is posturing at the highest, or it's a waste of taxpayer money yeah. to put Air Force One in the air to fly this guy anywhere <laughs> okay mm-hmm. anywhere it's a waste of money that. i don't disagree he's with an that. oxygen thief <laughs> make the oxygen count if you take a breath of oxygen start contributing to society he's an oxygen thief and he's not even taking that much he's stealing from real? the climate <laughs> he's he is stealing from the climate uh, all right so speaking of things that are climate change's fault uh we mentioned immigration Uh, We've got a big border crisis going on. We talked about it on the show yesterday. And uh, a group of Haitian immigrants who were under this bridge uh, that we talked about in Del Rio actually reportedly took over a privately contracted transport bus and attempted to escape federal custody on Monday. Look, is is it funny in the grand scheme of things? No, but you have to laugh so you don't cry. Here on this show, Uh, senior law enforcement officials described the episode, the busload of illegal immigrants bound for San Antonio from the makeshift camp located underneath the bridge, took control of the vehicle and fled before being recaptured by federal agents. But they're just all so good and they just came here for a better life, you know. To this place where we're all racist and xenophobic and there's all this white supremacy and we're all horrible people. This is where they came for a better life. And they're all so totally innocent that they just hijacked a transport bus. You know, Sarah, if I was Haitian today, which I'm not, I'd be utterly confused, right? Because the Haitians today is fully believing that Joe Biden would open every gate and the coffers. Why? Because it's payback time because Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton broke Haiti. Mm. They literally broke that country. So think of from a Haitian perspective, and I've got many Haitian friends. I've had 29 trips to that island. 29, okay? Dominican and Haitian. They probably come and saying, it's payback time. It's payback time, baby. Okay? And so I, I, I understand why the floodgates are open. He opened them. You know, no matter what Saki and any of the other, you know, alcohol names are saying. I mean, he, they're flooding the southern border expecting to be received with open arms and the commodo to be opened and say welcome here's mm-hmm. your citizenship here's your 401k here's your social security number right and so yeah they're gonna you know take all the vehicles and break the law of course which and let me eric i want to get your thoughts on this but let me just put into perspective for everyone how clear this border crisis is It is so big that even MSNBC cannot ignore it because even MSNBC over there on their shows that nobody's watching uh, are actually criticizing Vice President Kamala Harris saying, uh, what wasn't she supposed, what is she, the borders are? Where the hell is she right now? Here's that. 
How about the message from our vice president? Where is she? She was supposed to be in charge of all of these migration issues, going to those northern triangle countries. That's obviously not Haiti. That was one of her first international trips with the message, do not come here illegally. People aren't listening. What is she saying now? Well, we haven't heard a lot from the vice president. Of course, you point out she was focused on those northern triangle countries. A lot of her work was in Guatemala. Uh, but don't worry, Eric, because Jen Psaki said, she, well, look, she's addressing the root causes yeah, that's of the migration. Change, you know, right, that's, that's exactly. And here we are back full circle. Look, Kamala is just, uh, uh, she's just there, you know what I mean, just to really be there. I really felt like that, I think everybody has throughout the course of this presidency. But yeah, about this issue, she was kind of supposed to be manning the fort for lack of better terms, and uh, she is nowhere to be found. She hasn't really given any uh, public statements in this regards to this issue, and there's a reason why. It's not because she wants to hold her tongue or it's not because uh, she can't speak on it. Mm -hmm. It's simply because she knows that to the base that that party has been appealing to for a very long time, you're going to come into conflict with. This has been the conundrum. I talked about this yesterday on the show with the Democratic Party on the subject of immigration. Really, for the it's been before that, but especially since Obama uh, certainly taken off took took office more particularly in his second term where they really seem to adopt this more pro-immigration uh, uh, position and it was not again not to just simply get the votes of people that were maybe coming over but they thought that there was a bunch of people in the country that appealed to that issue and that was something that they could reason with the kumbaya definitely the coastal elites that are so disconnected from this issue let them all in and they've appealed appeal to them. Now they're in, an, in a situation to where maybe that long time appeal and definitely with the change of the presidency has led to a bunch of people feeling emboldened yeah. to make this trip. Yeah. And now that they have, they have what is deemed as you can't no care where you're on the subject of immigration. We have to call it for what it is an actual crisis. She's nowhere to be found because she know if she does come out, I know it pained her to say do not come when she said it before, mm -hmm. but now she really specifically has to address this. She's not because it's going to force her to come into conflict with her constituents and the people that generally support her. And those are problems that it's the elephant in the room that they're going to allow it to get as big as it possibly can until they actually acknowledge it. Yeah, because you can control what's called the single messaging channel, right? So when she comes out, they, are, they have a real problem because there's now, now double the opportunity for someone to misspeak, misstep, go off script, her and Biden. So rather just go, Saki, you handle it, Biden, we'll deflect, deflect, Kamala, you, you hush. Just don't say nothing. Don't say nothing, mm -hmm. just disappear. But it's kind of reminiscent though. Joe Biden disappeared as a vice president under Obama. You couldn't find the guy <laughs> anywhere. He was nowhere to be, why? Because single messaging, we're gonna speak through Barack, and let's just get our record straight. Barack Obama, President, former President Barack Obama, deported more people, more people than Bush mm -hmm. combined, and Trump combined. combined. Okay, so <laughs> let's not even just spend this whatever it is. Okay, so no, that she's going to disappear off the radar for that reason because you're right. She will be painted into a corner, and she's going to laugh. At a very serious question, like uh, people are sitting in human feces, they're bathing in a river, there's a real health crisis, you know, and she, she can't handle those questions. So it's just like, go on vacation or do something. Go fight the climate. Stop a tornado or do something. Whatever you're going to do. You know? <laughs> Stop I mean, a tornado. Uh, all right. We've got more to come.
First, we want to thank our sponsor of this segment, Candid. So Candid is who you need to go to. You need them in your life if you were like me. And uh, maybe you, well, first of all, maybe you've just always wanted straighter teeth, but you've never gotten around to actually getting it done. Or you can be like me and uh, you had the straighter teeth. You did all of the legwork with the headgear and the braces and the retainer. And you stopped wearing your retainer and your teeth shifted. And now you're like, well, that was stupid of me because now my teeth need straightening again. You got to try Candid. Candid, uh, they are clear plastic aligners that you put in your mouth. It's going to save you a ton of money from braces. It's cheaper than braces. The average Candid treatment is just six months, and you're going to start seeing results way before then. Um, so it's going to save you thousands of dollars less, and it's going to not take as long. Um, am I am like? There's no downsides here. And by the way, as an added bonus, you will get Candid's teeth whitening for free. I'm telling you guys, they make it very easy. You can go to a Candid location or you can uh, do it all through the mail. They send you your impressions. This is what I did. They send you the impression kit. You make the impressions. You send them off. They send you your kit. It's all very well uh, tailored, organized, step one, step two, step three. And you put them in for a couple weeks, switch them out, and then you are on your way to a greater and straighter smile. You got to try it. CandidCO.com slash Y. That's W-H-Y. My teeth look so good, people think they're fake. You got to go to CandidCO.com slash Y. You will get $75 off with promo code Y at CandidCO.com slash Y. Friend of the program, James O'Keefe, over at Project Veritas, has released the first of its COVID vaccine investigative series. To, well, it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it featured a an interview with U.S. Health and Human Services uh, nurse, I believe. She is a nurse. Her name is Jody O'Malley. Yes, she's a registered nurse at the local Indian Medical Center. Uh, she explained that she had first like started getting concerned when she had a coworker who was being coerced into taking the vaccine and uh, she didn't like it. And then all of a sudden she, come to find out, had some consequences from that, even though they will tell you it's 100% safe, also 100% effective. Turns out neither of those things are true. But... I digress. This is only part one of the series that they have. Uh, Here is a little snippet of that. Tell us about who this person is. Dr. Gonzalez is one of our emergency room doctors at Phoenix Indian Medical Center. And she's a federal employee? Correct. Now you got this guy in room four who got his second dose of vaccine um, on Tuesday, has been short of breath. And he's got bone myocarditis. Yes. Oh, this is I, and then now, let's see. Probably myocarditis due to the vaccine. Right. But now they're not going to blame the vaccine. Well, and you know what? But he has an obligation to report that, doesn't he? They are not reporting. Right. Because they want to shove it under the yeah under the the the, the mat. What patient was she referring to? She was uh, referring to that patient, that 30-something-year-old patient that had congestive heart congestive failure. heart failure. And in that particular patient's case, it was not reported. No. The problem in here, they are not doing the studies. People that had it, you know, and the people that have been uh, uh, vaccinated, they're not doing any um, antibody testing. It's super fishy. Not that it hasn't been done. It hasn't been published. (laughs) It hasn't probably Uh, been done because the government doesn't want to show that the darn vaccine is full of of 
The government doesn't want to show that the vaccine is full of It's not doing what it, its purpose was. And for those of you who are listening on audio podcast, uh, the other voice that you heard there with the accent was an ER doctor, uh, Dr. Maria Gonzalez. So an HHS ER doctor, HHS registered nurse. I guess we're just supposed to believe that these are just quacks because they are actually speaking out against the vaccine. I'm here to tell you guys, this is a conversation I can promise you goes on way more often than the medical community would admit to you in every ER across the country. This conversation is being had behind closed doors all the time. Now, I want to throw it to you guys uh, here at the table, but I do want to give the update from uh, HHS, the acting chief executive officer responded to this video, said, uh, Dear PIMC staff, we are aware that there is a video circulating on social media about PIMC COVID-19 response and treatments. We take all complaints seriously and will investigate. Uh, they sent, they leave an email that basically says, if you have any information you would like to share, which is basically if you'd like to come forward and yeah blow on the whistleblower, right? Whistleblow on the whistleblower. Here's an email that you can do that. We recognize that some of the information contained in this video is distressing. Here is our employee assistance program uh, available for you. Gentlemen. This is a little country on our beautiful planet called Singapore, right? They do a pretty dang good job of shifting economy from Hong Kong to Singapore, building things out of thin air, you know. Amazing. Go look at that little country statistics, mm-hmm. how they've mandated the vaccine mm-hmm. over 80 percent of the population. And now now their cases are skyrocketing, mm-hmm. skyrocketing. It's a national crisis contained on an island. OK, at 80 percent plus humidity every day. Rainfall. I mean, so look, the secret's out. <laughs> OK, <laughs> do we need to do we need to talk about Sweden? Do we need I mean, do we need to talk about Vermont? OK. Do we need to talk, talk about Citigroup? Citigroup, a liberal organization who said, we can't trust the data, we're going to fund our own study it, before we mandate vaccine, uh, vaccines to our own employees. And they came back and go, uh-oh, maybe Stop, we... Stop, I hadn't heard Citigroup. this. Citigroup. No. Yes, Citigroup came out and said, well, maybe we shouldn't mandate this because their records showed you get the second jab, you're absolutely going to end up in the hospital. Okay? Wow. Citigroup. Right. So, no, the secret's out. I t- we have told you before. The answer is no. That's the answer. Don't wow. do it. If you want to, go ahead. But you cannot mandate these things, right? When you start seeing liberal groups, look, city, that's a big organization, mm-hmm. okay? Many of you probably carry a card. It's a city group card. No, this is it. Uh, but our, our commander-in-chief, not mine, He's telling the world we need to focus on tornadoes. So, (laughs) well, and also making I mean, look, that's what the left does. They double down when something doesn't work. You just do more of the thing that doesn't work. And then magically, magically, it will work. A lot of these people, which is why I call them branch covidians. It's a religious cling to to a concept of what they think that the virus and the vaccine was supposed to do. A lot of them got caught with egg on their face. And they will never, ever concede that they got this disastrous, not just wrong, disastrously wrong. Mm -hmm. You would think that people's ears would have perked up like what she was alluding to talking about. I'm guessing it was a man that was in his 30s, the pericarditis. They're talking about us like guys my age and younger that are specifically at an increase in risk for that and the heart inflammation issues that are associated with this. 
Now, it gets thrown under the mat because it's inconvenient. The fact that there was even a leading charge, like she's talking about, like there's this lack of antibody testing, and she's correct. The mass testing that they do isn't antibody test. They don't even care about that. They're saying if you got it and recovered, it doesn't matter. You still should get the, get the vaccination and be double vaxxed. We know what the studies, uh, the preprint study uh, that is being peer-reviewed right now, which I know they're not going to like out of Israel, that is saying that people versus the double vaxxed, Versus folks that are not vaxxed, it seems like the people that are not vaxxed and recovered are going to be doing a better, better job. Even Fauci's trying to dance around that and having to admit natural immunity. Now, yeah, it doesn't make sense. And this is in April. I got the receipts. I'll show you. Message me if you need them. And the CDC, Dr. Michelle Walensky said in April that we're seeing people that get the vaccine. They're not getting uh, COVID. They're not catching it and they're not spreading it. Whoops. Mm. That was a lie. Now they shifted to where, oh, well, now you just won't get sick or you may not, you, you won't die from it. Well, that's miles different from what you were saying before. So now we know they can catch it. We know this, they can spread it. But now now the conversation that's making people uncomfortable is what is in that vaccine and is that vaccine really more so attributing to the spread in these areas because what you're talking about in places like the Singapore's of the world and all over the all over the world where you have these high vaccination rates they're having higher case rates than what they had in like April of last year, which yep. was at the peak of this. That doesn't make sense. Why is it that now that you have access to a vaccine, we have more cases? That's not how it's supposed to work, but it's working like that. So something is funky. And there you ask a question. Definitely, if you're among the medical community, you're a quack because you didn't reach this, uh, the conclusion that they wanted you to reach. This is about a religious cling to a concept of what they want it to be true, not what actually is. This has nothing to do with science. It has nothing to do with health. This is simply about a narrative that they just won't let down. And maybe it's because as Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson just yesterday is talking about booster shots every two months. Every two freaking months. Two months. It's like people have something else to gain with this continuously being kicked down the road and it ain't got nothing to do with science. And by the way, I would just like to point out a booster shot every two months for a vaccine that they told us at the beginning was going to prevent it yep. right eliminate Eradicate it prevent it uh, yep. it was a uh, hundred percent effective it, yeah it was going to get rid of the virus now they're like well every two months uh, look you, you'd think when Last you word. start with the vaccine you would start with what's in it <laughs> yeah, now singapore's 80 percent vaccinated they go wait wait a minute wait, what's, what, what's now we'll do the study on, on, on the menstrual cycles of, of women right, now exactly. let's do the study oh, so exactly. we'll pay for oh, them now the, the infertility exactly. yeah. but you know what this is a beautiful tool if you are actually the new world order and you actually do want to mm -hmm. depopulate the planet, it's a beautiful tool. It's all working in conjunction Absolutely. like they possibly planned. All right, so uh, we got to take a break, and I want to thank my sponsor, Tommy John, but I, I, have to, I have to lean on you gentlemen for a second here, okay? Yep. Because what I'm told in this script is that fall is chaos in your pants. Can be. Now you... <laughs> Now I read that no and way. I said to myself, no, 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 no. Depends on what we're talking about. Yeah, what, what the hell are we talking about here? I don't know. But I'm told right here that you could be overheating one second and freezing the next in your pants. It can happen. It, it can happen. In yeah, fall. In the fall. They want look, they want you, me to talk about look, this. Look, I don't women know. overheat through menopause. We don't quite <laughs> overheat that way, okay? We don't we don't feel that. But it it look 
we're, it's we're just, we need more space there. It could be humid. And, and like this morning, it was a little cool when it's I was true. on, on yeah. my run. It's and now true. it's like, I that's exactly. A great, that's a great point. Yeah. So we that is little, why you need Tommy John. Tommy John is going to make sure that it stays level. So the yes. house is always at 70 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy it's John a happy is house. like yes. Tommy John is like setting your thermostat at the perfect temperature in your pants all day long. They have breathable, lightweight, moisture-wicking fabric. Four times the stretch of competing brands. They are super, super soft. And no, I don't wear men's underwear, but what I do wear uh, is all of the women's stuff that they have. They've got lounge pants. They've got shorts. They've got tank tops, and it really is the softest most wonderful thing that you will wear. I can promise you that. Tommy John backs it with their best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. You can get 20% off right now at tommyjohn.com slash why. That is tommyjohn.com slash why. A new book from a Politico reporter apparently confirms the authenticity of at least two of the emails from Hunter Biden's laptop. This, of course, backs the New York Post's original reporting from last October. I don't know if you guys recall, you know, it was that reporting that, oh, got them deplatformed, uh, taken down from Twitter. And anyone who shared it, some people who shared it were also deplatformed, taken off of social media for daring share these conspiracy theories and misinformation, because you wouldn't want to do that. Uh, I mean, you know, it was just that it was October. Right. And we had a I don't know if you guys remember this. We did have an election or some semblance of one in November. Yep. And so. Right. It may have been some sort of an October surprise or something, Mm -hmm. but we couldn't let that affect the outcome of the election. Shut it down and then figure it out later. And uh, here we find out that an independent source did verify they had access to Hunter Biden's emails did verify uh, and confirm that he received a 2015 email from a top executive at Burisma thanking him for a meeting with Joe Biden, and uh, who, of course, was vice president at that time. And the, of course, the one that we discussed on the program, the other one, the conversation about the lucrative deal with the Chinese energy company that included the equity breakdown that they were proposing and said uh, 10, 10 held by H for the big guy question mark, which of course was money held by Hunter for, uh, I don't know who that big guy would be. Maybe they meant like Santa Claus or maybe, maybe they meant Jesus. Maybe they meant Hunter was just going to hold it to tithe to Jesus Christ himself because Hunter is such a good guy and obviously very religious. Well, that would have been nice, but that didn't happen. No. Okay. They, you know, they, they tithe to a whole completely other dictator. <laughs> it was either for Obama or for his dad, right? But maybe we can restore a little credibility here to Rudy Giuliani. Okay, can we do that a little bit? I mean, Rudy, who came out and said, guys, I got the hard drives. Yeah. Oh, that's right. After the election, the FBI raids, and yes. I spoke to him the day it happened. They raid his house and they leave what? They take the watch off his wrist, uh-huh. Eric. They took every electrical device, but they left two little things, two so hard drives with Hunter on it. He's like, hey, do you guys want these? Do you really want to take They're this? right here. Do you want them? No, because nah. they didn't want to have chain of custody. Yeah. They didn't yeah. want to, you know. No, so, so let's restore a little credibility to Rudy Giuliani. Shout out to the mayor. You know, yeah, let it come out. Now, will it have any effect? That's the question. Right. Will Hunter at least go down? And, then, no. and for me, let's get back to the underage girls that Hunter was with, mm-hmm. you know, in, you know in, in the Philippines and all that. 
But, but no, I think no, because if we already have proof of that. Now they can slip it into page nine. Right, right. And it just disappears. Yes, because if we already have proof of that and yeah. nothing's happened anyway, they, because the left is now yeah. able, Eric, to call everything that they don't like a conspiracy theory. Yeah. So you are the conspiracy theorist for peddling something that doesn't sound good to them and they don't have to face it. This is why we I've been, you know, an advocate of like the parallel economy thing, because, look, this is the reality. A lot of people don't see things as legitimate unless it comes from the proper sources. That's the reality of it. So when it comes from something that they don't, I guess, the people that they don't generally agree with, especially if it's reaching a conclusion that they don't or that they don't agree with, they are going to say that it didn't exist. Doesn't matter. You could show it to them physically in their face. Like I got the receipts right here. Mm -hmm. It's like it didn't happen. It has to come from the CNNs of the world, or in this case, it has to come from Politico. Yeah. And then now people will at least acknowledge it, but it's way too late. Yeah. Uh, the grace period is we've passed that before we had all the primary focus on it, and then they'll just get buried. Considering how elite he is, considering that he's the son yeah. of now who, who people deem as the most powerful man in the, in the world, really, not just the country. That's depressing. They ain't about to do anything. No. And that's what sucks. Yeah. But this is why it's like, uh, you know, the, when we talk about like cultural um, like influence, you know, amongst people that more so are like liberty minded like us. I think that absolutely extends for, uh, for what we do in not just journalism or like uh, cultural music or stuff like that. It extends to stuff like journalism. This is why I love what Project Veritas, for mm -hmm. example, like we talked about in the last segment is doing. You understand how important that is, that there is someone that it's not about whether he agrees with us uh, necessarily or not. Sure, he may value liberty more than what the quacks over at the mainstream journalists or rather the CNNs of the world and what they believe in. But that's such a necessary thing, because if they do that, what happens? They end up uncovering the truth. Right. So we have to then. Yeah, we got to do some work to try to convince people that these these instances are legitimate. Just like you may see CNN as legitimate, this other organization is is uh, more or less legitimate or at least the same thing. But right now, what we have is that they seem to have the left, particularly a monopoly on what I'm using that term loosely, not not effectively or legally uh, a monopoly, but like on a concept. Mm -hmm. It's like they control the big tech companies that can say what's misinformation and what's disinformation. They also have control of the CNNs and which they can control as what they seem, what seem, even though we don't not everybody watches it. Hell, we see what their ratings are looking like right now. They're in the tank, but still people, where's the CNN article? You show them the CNN article. They're like, it's legitimate. So we got a lot of work to do. But yes, it is kind of depressing to know that, yeah, all of that stuff came out to be true and nothing's going to happen to the guy. Yeah, because for too long, we have allowed them to establish status quo. And yep. status quo Good is point. CNN. Yep. Every airport for a 20 something yeah. year period, it was CNN. So we've allowed them to establish status quo. And there was a time when it was reasonably, you know, investigative in their in their efforts to be journalists. Right? And that Pigeon flew the coop a long time ago, right? Okay, but it's status quo. Yeah. Their numbers could be a hundred people a night. It's still that's that's, that's the stamp of approval, right? True. But people like James and Christian and the guys at Project Veritas, amazing. But there's so many others. Here's the blaze. Yep. You know, here's the blaze. Here's Glenn. You know, it's the hour for us to stand on the hill, right, or the wall, Ezekiel 33, and call out truth. Yeah. That's what it's about. And unfortunately, status quo is now fighting truth yeah. mm -hmm. and people mm -hmm. are picking status quo mm -hmm. right and that's the definition of insanity doing the same <laughs> thing over and over and wanting different results yep. right yeah. like what just happened with Newsom in California okay right. so every Californian that voted for that individual <laughs> right okay you want a dismal life 
you choose it. You have forfeited, you know, everything good, and, and you want to hand it over to that guy. So an no. individual. <laughs> an individual. So he's an individual. I don't know how we, you know, what he says about himself today, but he's an individual. Now, listen, it's about truth and us calling out truth. That's yeah. it. Uh, all right. We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar, who uh, we can finally talk about it now. I did receive the email from Built dot com uh which by the way the almost the best thing about whenever you purchase a built bar box is that you get added to their email list and they send you emails every time they get a new flavor and it's like christmas like once every couple of weeks because they have a new flavor that comes out and i'm like yes i need to get that now it is cookie dough chunk that is back in stock and let me tell you this is probably my favorite ever uh, built Bar flavor. It is so delicious. It tastes like you're eating a candy bar. And I actually haven't, this one apparently has bigger chunks of cookie dough in it. So I've not had the bigger chunks of cookie dough, but that actually is my favorite part of the cookie dough bar. Have you tried the cookie dough one? Did I give you that yes, one? Yes, it was amazing. And, so only, and only Sarah Gonzalez, right, is, is as bold to say, listen, my, just give me Built Bar for Christmas. I'd be so happy. Absolutely. It's easy for Steven. It it's really easy is. To, to please you with gifts. <laughs> yeah, not, you guys may think I'm so, high maintenance, but I'm you're not. You're not. You're not. Just some just Built, Built Bar. Bar. Send her some you know, cookie dough <laughs> just chips, Built Bar Built for Bar. Christmas. Uh, it is a protein bar. It tastes like you're eating a candy bar, but you are not. You are doing something for your health that will not expand your waistline, even though you're going to be eating it going oh my gosh this is too good to be true it's not it is true you got to go to built.com use promo code news 15 you'll save 15 percent off of your order only at built b-u-i-l-t.com those of you who have not been following the gabby petito case which if you haven't you may be living under a rock this was a 22 year old social media influencer who went on a road trip with her boyfriend uh, it was a very very odd case she ended up missing the boyfriend drove home in her van wouldn't talk to the police wouldn't talk to anybody stayed with his parents and then wouldn't you know it turned up missing himself and the parents were like oh guys just want to let you know he gone and he left several days ago. Don't know where he went. Oops. Uh, so this has really kind of gripped the nation for no other reason than it was a very strange case. It had very strange circumstances. And, of course, everyone's saying uh, the boyfriend did it. You can tell the boyfriend did it. So everyone is kind of in agreement. Yes, I know. It's you're innocent until proven guilty in this country. I'm just saying what the general consensus was on social media about this case, which I guess somehow in her tiny little pea brain, uh, MSNBC host Joy Reid thought to herself, how can I change this into a conversation about race? And you know what? You got to give it to her because in her tiny little pea brain, she was able to come up with something, albeit stupid. But it's still something. Here is Joy Reid on the Gabby Petito story and how the coverage is really uh, about, you know, her being white. Gabby Petito, watch. Now, it goes without saying that no family should ever have to endure that kind of pain. And the Petito family certainly deserve answers and justice. But the way this story has captivated the nation has many wondering, why not the same media attention when people of color go missing? Well, the answer actually has a name. Missing white woman syndrome, the term coined by the late and great Gwen Ifill to describe the media and public fascination with missing white women like Lacey Peterson or Natalie Holloway, while ignoring cases involving missing people of color. 
so that's that's just what we're going for now. And absolutely no context other than what is the color of their skin? Yes, I care about them. No, I don't care about them. I, I Incredible. Wanna, I want to comment on what she said, and then I quickly want to say something about what this case actually exposed. Please. Okay, so fighting sex trafficking, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, just go look at your Amber Alert reports and disproportionately, okay? It's not about Caucasian girls, yeah. okay? Disproportionately. Because it's not about that. Because nobody in the fight for a person who's missing ask, um, what's their ethnicity? What's their race? What's their nationality? Are they a citizen? Are they not? Nobody who's actually in the fight thinks that way. Only you people, and I'm calling you, yes, you, the media. Only you media people think that way. Only you call balls and strikes when it comes to human lives. Only you bring race into every single conversation. What this did expose, though, is, and the reason it blew up also is, the police yes. were interrogated yes. him, interrogating him at the scene. And that's like, why didn't they catch it? That's the right question yes, to ask. Yes, I agree. They are not trained. Yes. They do, I train police, Eric. I train them on how to profile, how to identify there were many a red victim. Flags. Many red mm -hmm. flags. They really are not trained. They don't know. And you say, well, it's obvious. It's obvious when you watch the tape 15 times from different angles. But in the moment, you know, you're dealing with a lot going on in that moment. And that's the real story here is, you know, you want to defund police? More of that's going to happen, yeah. right? Their standards are going to be lowered, right? They're already lowering the standards at the cadet school of people coming in. You, this, so again, you, the media, you created this type of a scenario. And that's what I believe America is yelling at is saying, wait a minute, they were right there. The cops, there was, there was signs were there. You know, there was a witness saying he was slapping her around. Stockholm mm -hmm. Syndrome mm -hmm. came in. She defended her abuser. That yes. happens all the time. Yes. Those are signs for us who are in this fight every single day. But the general police officer in the street, no, they, they're not trained for that stuff. Yeah, Eric, this, I mean, the audacity of this black woman on a mainstream news channel right. who has risen to the level that she's risen to to just continually say America is so racist they don't care about black people don't want to see them on TV don't want to talk about them while yeah, she's there being she black is. on, on George TV George Floyd right. uh, yeah. excuse me yeah, like, stop it, the whole world like, yeah, yeah it, it's it's like a, a it's a bizarre thing man and it just goes to show that race hustlers will always inject it anywhere mm -hmm. where it's not um uh where it's not needed to be kind of present you get like a really unique kind of situation definitely when someone's like an influencer that goes missing i think whatever race is going to yes. be having people uh talk about it that's just the, the the day and age that we live in but i think when people say stuff like that they're projecting and rather telling on themselves because you're the media mm -hmm. did you focus on it right are you the one not focusing on the uh, people? Because, like, I can talk to my, my buddy point. right here. He's in the trenches. Right. right. He's the one that deals with this sort of subject matter every day. Right. Not you. Mm -hmm. So are you telling on yourself because you're not covering the many uh, right. b black girls yeah, that's and, a good point. Uh, that yeah. are being that are being missing? Why good don't you point. do a whole MSNBC coverage? You have the power to do it. So none of that makes any sort of sense. Yeah. And when people say stuff like that, they're generally telling on themselves. That's what Joy Reid did. Yeah. She got a young Ruppert right there. <laughs> <laughs> right, we gotta take a break. We'll be back. Yeah, that just became a verb. Yeah, I like that. I just want to leave you with this before we end the show. Whoopi Goldberg, uh, finally realizing it, just clicked with her how stupid her party's tax plans are. Watch. But you know what freaked me out about this? I've been trying to figure out, because they say the 1%, the top 1%. Do you know how much the top 1% 
is considered. Mm. People who make about $421,000 a year make you part of the 1%. Really? Yeah, this is the point oh, 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 1%. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it is. Well, and for me, this is outrageous, you know, because there are, t there are, listen, in America, you're supposed to be able to come and turn yourself into everything. I think that what, people, yeah. what gets people ticked off is the fact that Bezos and that level do not pay taxes. Just <laughs> know true. that if you're earning over $523,000, <laughs> This could be a problem. And they don't know how much you do for your family. They don't know if you're raising your grandkids or anything. I'm just saying, and I know we got a second, but I know it's tight, but this is real. Yeah. You know? Well. The problem for me with all of this is people don't know what you're putting in. If you're making $500,000, what you, if you're raising grandkids and, or taking care of parents and all kind of stuff. And then you want to take more money. And then you're mad that I'm mad. Take the red pill. Take you the red pill, there, Whoopi. Come on, Take Whoopi. the red pill. <laughs> it's right in front of you. Here's the cup. I'll give you mine. I'm spilling it everywhere already. Take the red pill. That I was, love when they that finally was the, it That clicks. was the view meltdown. She's like, oh, I know you're not about to come after my money. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what I spend my money on. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.